we would not have to live in fear and unsettledness. We would not have to be torn within. I believe there is a peace with God. I believe there is a peace with God. I get disturbed every time I hear somebody backslides. I get very disturbed about it. It, uh, it, it takes my sleep away from me in the middle of the night. It makes me not want to eat sometimes. But I want to tell you that I have peace in my heart between me and my God. Hallelujah. 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 And this is a day of a great falling away. Brother Johnson said something to me. They just stopped by for a few moments the other day. I said, I never, ever say anymore. I believe so-and-so is saved and has a walk with God that will keep him from here on. I used to make those statements years ago, but I never say that no more. And I'm sorry tonight that some of you don't understand me. But I've been around long enough that when they come to me and tell me they're saved, it's not that I don't have faith. It's not that I don't love them. It's not that I don't care about them. But I just simply say, we'll see. Why would you make a statement like that, Brother Elder? Because Jesus said that a storm is coming. A storm is coming. And if that house isn't founded on the rock, it will fall. And I have grown old enough to know that the storm rages. And I'm going to preach tonight peace in the midst of the storm. Peace in the midst of the storm. There is a place in Christ Jesus where fear doesn't get a hold of you. There is a place in Christ Jesus I worry about your salvation and I am concerned about mine. But I know within me I've got a made up mind. I'm a minister of God. I see what the sheep can't see. For God has designed it that way. I said God has designed it that way. It's not my place, my position, or who I am or anything like that. It's by God's design. That the shepherds see beyond the sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. If not so, why should he even be the shepherd? Praise God. 
But I have a made up mind tonight. You know, if you get as stubborn about living for God as you was about a lot of other things in life, it'd be the best thing that ever happened to you. I'm going to say that again. If you get as stubborn about living for God as you are about a lot of other things, it'd be the best thing that ever happened to you. It'd be the best case of stubbornness that ever got a hold of you. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. But there is a hiding place in Christ Jesus tonight. Praise God. I'm going to read from Hebrews, the 12th chapter tonight. Excuse me. I'm reading from the 18th verse of the 12th chapter. For you not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. He said they couldn't endure it. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses, Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But you're come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect praise God Jesus Christ tonight you said Lord that you were the one that worked upon the inner man that you performed the operation made without hands we ask tonight, Lord, that by thy spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost, through the lips of this flesh and clay tonight, that again, Lord, you would perform that beautiful operation in the hearts of men tonight. My God, we stand upon your everlasting word. We stand upon thy holy name. And we trust in the God of all gods tonight. And we lean not to our own understanding. But henceforth we seek the power of God. 
in Jesus' name. Speak now to your children, we pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. When we look at this, we're made to realize that these folks walked according to the ordinances of God, according to the laws and the commandments of God. There is a rebellious spirit among us. I'm going to say it again. There is a rebellious spirit among modern apostolics today. Seemingly, it's against the man of God in the pulpit. In reality, it's against the Word of God. Brother Johnson said, Brother Elder, there's a great falling away and a backsliding anywhere you go at. Anywhere you go. Paul Mitchell told me just a few weeks ago, he said, Dad, some of them folks backslide in between every revival and get saved in every revival. That's why I don't want to preach down there. He said, I'd rather preach somewhere where when they get saved, they get saved. He won't even go down there and hold revivals. I don't know how many of them he's turned down down there. And he's not out of a job. He told me he probably wouldn't be back home till July. Praise God. I'm going to tell you there's rebellion in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and it is not new there was in the New Testament church they stood up against Peter They stood up against Paul. They lied to Peter. And they lied on Paul. Hello. And you have to get to where you're going to be saved. And none of these things move you. Paul said, none of these things move me. If you're waiting for me to go 100 miles an hour tonight, you may be waiting a long time or you may only have to wait another 10 minutes. Praise God. I believe it is time that we preach to our congregation some things that will establish us. I can come in here because I have the ability, the knowledge, and I know how to get you up off of those pews and I can get you swooning and swanning and running and yelping and shouting amen. But after you've got through doing all that, what then? 
Tomorrow you're going to have to stand up for the name of Jesus Christ and against the adversary. Amen. Amen. And we have hypocrites in the church. Come to church, act like they're saved, and run off and sit in front of television all day long. We got young people in the church that act like they're saved and take God's name in vain and tell other young people they don't believe in the God this church preaches about. So young person, if you're running around with somebody like that, you're going to be lost and destroyed. You better change company. I said they're here. I didn't say there's in Junction City, Wichita or California. I said there's here. I hate for brother and sister Newell find that out because I'd rather they think we're all angels. I'm afraid I can't trick Brother Newell. He's too old. Hallelujah. I didn't call him an old man. I said he's too old to trick. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm going to get there. I said I'm going to get there. There's some people wondering why them kind of people go to our church. I even wonder why. But the only way I know to get them saved is let them come. And after so long a time, if it doesn't get them saved, then we'll work the situation out. A lot of times you don't have to do nothing. Just preaching and praying takes care of the problem. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, what are you saying? It bothers me that so-and-so backslid. How many of you had ever bothered you so-and-so backslid? You better believe it bothers you. It ruined a lot of my suppers. It ruined quite a few of my nights of sleep. It bothers me. Amen. When they lose out with God. I see some folks that aren't here tonight. It bothers me. Amen. They should be here tonight, but they're not here. Amen. I wonder what it'll take. But you know God's going to break some folks' stubborn wills and stubborn spirits. You better believe it. And I'm going to let God do it. And I'm going to tell this church something. Those that go out of the church, we don't need to talk about them or talk against them. We need to pray for them. 
Maybe if we did more praying for them, God would break their stubborn will and spirits and get them back in the house of God faster than he would if we tried to. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not saying don't try to get them back in church and get them saved. I'm saying don't talk about them. Now, what I'm preaching affects you. It affects you getting saved. It affects you staying saved. I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're a Sunday school teacher. I don't care if you're a choir leader or organ player or what you are, it affects you. Amen. There is all kinds of troublesome things going on in this world tonight. There are talk shows that are literally making millions of dollars tonight trying to take care of people's problems. I thought for sure that Ann Landers would go broke before now, but her job's getting more popular all the time. Boy, it got quiet in here. I can tell I hit some folks got. That old wicked backslidden Jewess. That's what she is. Forty some years she told people they ought not to get a divorce and then she got one. Amen. Hallelujah. I told you I was narrow minded. Y'all had to forgive me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. She's probably on the radio right now. Hello, Sally. I got a problem. I almost giggle every time they say it. Only thing is, it's not funny. Boy, some of them, I just can't figure them out. This guy beats her up all the time. She wants to live with him anyhow. Finally, I heard Sally tell her one night, there is no hope for you. I got to talk to somebody else. And she went to the next person. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And they calling up. They full of trouble. They call Bruce Williams every evening. This bank robbed me. This attorney got me. This doctor got me. The preacher got me. Hello. She got me and I got her. And and I ain't got her as much as I want to. I want to get her some more. Need a little more advice on how to do it to them better. Amen. What are you saying, Brother Elder? I'm saying in this stuff affects you. 
you just might as well admit it affects you. When they walk in and tell you your mom and dad got a divorce, it affects you. When they walk in and tell your brother and your sister-in-law got a divorce, it affects you. When you see all those little kids are suffering and all that stuff, it affects you. When you see your brother or yourself or somebody else that's starving to death because somebody else is doing something to them that's taken their whole livelihood away from them, it affects you. Amen. Praise God. Come on. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 24, and I'm not going to try to preach for two hours tonight. Try to get this over with. Hallelujah. Because I know a lot of you men got to get up early and go to work. But he said in Matthew 24, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Somebody said, Where is there a war at? I sometimes wonder if folks ever go read a newspaper or anything. This year is supposed to be major conflict in the Philippines. Brother Tom Johnson preached over there, and I don't believe the woman running against Marcos will be elected. But I don't believe when Marcos gets reelected that it'll settle the problem. The United States can plan on one thing. Great trouble in the Philippines for the year of 1986. There's probably a full-fledged war going to open up in Central America. There is a border dispute in Korea that could reopen that war any moment. And God only knows for morning comes what will happen again in the Middle East. And you say this don't affect you. I'm looking at young boys tonight that could die before the end of this year in those wars. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say it affects you. I read today in the newspaper of a young Wichita boy that had his funeral that was killed with that 248 in the 101st Airborne. They buried him this week in Wichita. It comes home whether you want it to come home or not. It affects you. And the Bible said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and don't be troubled. It's hard not to get trouble if one of them's your kid. Nations going to rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. And I'm going to say I've never heard nothing like earthquakes lately. Whole cities disappearing. Thousands disappearing. Amen. 
thousands upon thousands of people die and we shrudge it off. Amen. And I'm going to say something else in pestilence. And we say we don't have a problem with pestilence because we're on top of the situation. I bet you can't tell that to Brother Newell. I have no idea, Brother Newell, what you're going to pay or what you've already paid this year to put on that wheat to keep the insects from eating it up before you get some wheat. And who knows what they're going to spend on it before June. Ever heard that song about the bull weevil? That ain't funny to the farmer. And somebody said, well, that stuff's not affecting us. It's a part of the expense of farming. And they tell me it's a large part of the expense of farming. And they tell me 400 farmers are going to go out of business in our state alone this year. That's going to help you fellas over there in Cessna. You stay with me for a while. There's some of us that don't get our paycheck from the government. There's some of us that get our paycheck when we get out and work for it. We have to be concerned about these things. Like what Hayden said to Carlin yesterday. If you had your way, everybody worked for the government. But some of us still want to make our own money. Hallelujah. It's affecting you. It's affecting your prayer life. It's affecting your walk with God. Hallelujah. He said, and these are the beginning of sorrows. I thought, my God, if this is the beginning, God help us. Boy, I guarantee you we don't like this verse. Let's just hop over the ninth verse. Nobody wants to read that ninth verse. That's for somebody else, not us. But in the foreign countries... Our saints are dying like flies. And I always wonder from year to year when it will come here. I tell you that's already happening. And then shall many be offended. Boy, ain't I really on the negative side tonight. Hallelujah. 
many's going to be offended. Uh, if God could give Brother Carricker such a good job, why couldn't he give me one? That's why you don't have one. You don't get from God what you need by being offended. You get from God what you need by being thankful, worshiping, and praising Him. But the Lord know them that are His. And there's a great sifting coming on and His fan is in His hand. Hear me now. Hear me, I said. Hallelujah. I know I'm not going 3,000 miles an hour and spitting all over you tonight. But I'm still preaching to you. Amen. And then he said, you're going to betray one another and shall hate one another. God help us not to get in that mess. If you hate one of your brothers and sisters in Christ, you ought to just stop me from preaching right now and hit this altar. Amen. 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 I'm going to say something. I'm just going to stop here tonight. If you got hatredness in you, you got bitterness in you. And you remember this, this bitterness is going to make you a worse person and a worse person and a worse person till pretty soon you wind up even hating yourself. No confidence in yourself and no faith in your God. I'd get hatred out of me fast as I could. I get bitterness out of me. There are men that have done me wrong tonight. But I won't tell you something. I don't hate them. And I don't despise them. And I'm not bitter towards them. I pray for them. I prayed for five preachers and their churches. And God would bless them before I ever came to my own pulpit tonight. Hallelujah. 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 I don't believe this is something we're in by ourselves tonight. Praise God. Praise God. And he said, many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And if we're not living in that hour, when will we? I'm telling you, the charismatics has got a jingling on. I'll tell you, it's a lot more exciting in their church than it is in here. And you know, there are some benefits of going to their church. If you go to their church, you don't have to quit smoking, you don't have to quit cussing. You don't have to quit taking God's name in vain. You don't have to quit whacking off your hair like a man. And if you're a man, you can let your hair grow like a woman. 
and just talk in tongues and prophesy. And live like the devil and be saved, Brother Keith. I like to ask folks, what in the world you go to church for anyhow? I'm going to tell you what, if I went to a church like that, I'd just go out and shoot pool, cuss, and go on. And I sure wouldn't go somewhere and pay tithes and offerings. When I knew I was going to hell being a sinner anyhow. And I'll tell you, the scariest part of the whole thing is, is to go down there and act like you're talking in God's spirit. I'll tell you one thing, when I wasn't saved, at least I didn't act like I was. Amen. 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 And I'm not going to act like I am when I know I'm not. You, there's no hope for you when you get there. Praise God. Praise God. And they're deceiving many. Oh, honey, that's it. I'm going to tell you something else while I'm on this. I don't know why I'm preaching this way tonight, but I am. I want us to come up here this year and pray, folks, through the Holy Ghost. I don't want us to come up here and pray them through the... Or you're not supposed to shun nobody in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm talking about speaking in tongues, other tongues, other tongues. Like the missionary preached last Sunday night, lots of those uh, Haitians come forth talking in English that cannot speak one word of English. That's what the Bible said when you received the Holy Ghost. You would speak in other tongues. Other tongues. Other tongues. Not a jibber jabber. Amen. Amen. Not a tricky language. Skin of my knee, tie my shoe. Amen. Amen. I don't care how fast you can say skin of my knee, tie my shoe. Hallelujah. I'm talking about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost of God's Spirit in you. That'll change you, cleanse you, and give you power to live above sin. Hallelujah. What's the use of being in this if there's no power in it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we got other situations on our hands. Just give me a few more moments and then I'll conclude this here. We got something we're up against today and it's affecting us. We got the Grecians on the street corner everywhere. I like what my boy Paul said. I'm glad he's quite a history nut. 
More so than his daddy is even, I think. He better be. I told him, I said, with what's coming on, you better get close to God. Your work's cut out for you ten times more than I ever had to fool with. But the Grecian Empire fell under Rome, but in reality, Greece conquered Rome. You say, how's that in theology? power of reasoning the powers of philosophies witchcraft elevating oneself with his mind next thing you know you be a stargazer fellow one time courting one of the young ladies that came to this church said I'd rather go out with her and look at the stars than I would come to your church I said I bet you would cause you could look at the stars all night and live your sinful life but you come here you gotta straighten out Amen 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 Amen, Amen. I'm going to tell you folks tonight, you know, how many of you in here seen Haley's Comet this year? I'm going to drive out there on a hill one of these nights where it's dark just to see if I can see that dude. Everybody's so excited about Haley's Comet and I can't even figure out how to see it. Supposed to be in the star that stood over Bethlehem. I guess all these scientists think everybody's a soothsayer. Amen. Or an astrologer. Ooh, it's quiet in here. You know, some of us even get mad when I preach about the Esquire paper. We like demonology. Lies. You like the Esquire, you like lies. Demon spirits. Everybody's got a right to read anything they please, Brother L. That's right. You even got the right to go to hell if you want to. But I've got to tell you anyhow so that you can never look God in the face and say the trumpet never gave me a clear note. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. People loving this stuff. I want you to hear where the power's at. 1 Corinthians, the 18th verse of the first chapter. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, 
But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The preaching of Calvary is the power of God. Let me tell you what Calvary will do for you. Calvary will cleanse you of your sins. Calvary will break your stubborn spirit. Calvary will break your self-will. Calvary will put you on your knees in an humble, repentant way to where you'll seek the favor of the Savior, to where you'll seek the favor of God, hallelujah, to where you want God pleased with you. And to shun the preaching of Calvary is foolishness because they are proud and lifted up in themselves and lifted up in their ego and lifted up in their spirit and stubborn and rebellious. And they would trust in their own wisdom than they would in the power of Calvary. For it is written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prude. Let me tell you what the, if, the Grecians are on the street corner today. Standing around discussing philosophies. My philosophy is greater than Darwin. Darwin lived so many hundred years ago and now I have in I have improved upon his theory. You nut. How do you improve upon a lie to start with? You can't improve on a lie. You better be careful what you hear. How many of you heard lately that they found the clothing of Jesus Christ and it was his blood that was in there. They took samples of its types and things. Well, let me ask you something. Who took the sample of Jesus Christ's blood before he died? And while I was in Israel, I asked our tour guide what he thought about all that stuff. He said, it is trash. It is hogwash. But he said, they're making a mint off of it. And you listen today, they telling you how to raise your kids now. Which doctors telling you how to transgress the word of God and raise your kid? That which doctor said relax. I read it in yesterday's paper, relax. I'd like to stick her in a dryer 
and turn it on and tell her, relax. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some people are so crazy. And you listen to what I'm fixing to say right now. There's a judge down there right now that's taking kids out of the homes and telling everybody in this city how to raise their kids and what ought to happen to their kids. And let me tell you something. She's never had one. But she's telling everybody in this town how to raise theirs. Them nincompoops that are in SRS. That bunch of freaks. 22 and 3 cocky years old. running around taking kids out of homes and all they're doing is tearing up homes. They're even trained to do it. And you think these foster homes are so good? These foster homes are trained to turn your children on you once they get them. And to lie on you. I said the foster homes go through SRS training. How do you know? One of our people just recently went through that training and told the SRS, we're going to take good care of the children, but we're not going to lie on the parents like that. And we're so stupid, we get swooned up by that bunch of filthy wisdom. Amen. Amen. Why are you preaching that tonight? It's affecting you. I said it's affecting you. It's affecting your walk with God. Hallelujah. There are some things that aren't affecting our walk with God. I don't have any trouble with cigarettes anymore. I don't have trouble with booze anymore. I don't have trouble. Preacher, I'm preaching tonight about the storm. I said I'm preaching about the storm. It's tossing you. It's throwing you. You go to the altar and pray. And pray through. Uh, but you find yourself back in the storm. It affects you, Brother Horn, when they say that it's going to get a hold of you all over. It affects you. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I want to tell you something tonight. But the Bible said that you are not like the generations that are ahead of you that only live by the law. That only live 
five commandments. Thank God for the word of God. But we're not living expressly only by commandments tonight. But we have a sure foundation tonight. We have a power tonight that can lift us up. It's at our fingertips. All we have to do is use it. All we have to do is get a hold of it. All we have to do is get wrapped up in it. He said, listen, he said, we're not where a trumpet and a voice of words, and they that heard it feared and trembled, and even Moses said, I exceedingly quake. He said, you have not so come to such a place, but you have come to church to Zion. You come unto the city of the living God. Hear me tonight, church. No other generation ahead of you knew what it was like to talk in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance and for God to minister to you as you talk to Him. For you to come into such a high place with God and to sit and commune at His feet. There has been a place tonight provided for you that you don't have to sit down here as men without hope. But you can climb tonight up Mount Zion tonight. You can go to a place where there is an innumerable company of the angelic host of heaven tonight. And they minister to you like they ministered to Jacob. They minister to you like they ministered to Paul. They minister to you like they ministered to Stephen. Hallelujah. I'm not like, I don't trust in myself. That's your number one problem. I've got to put my trust tonight in a power that far exceeds my abilities, that far exceeds my comprehension that far exceeds my capacity tonight. Hallelujah. I've got to put my trust in a God. Hallelujah. And there's no way I can think like he thinks. I'm telling you tonight, you don't have to to live in the situation you're living in. You can change tonight. You can change this moment. There is a place for you beside Jesus, beside Calvary tonight. That'll give you power. That'll give you power over the 
backslider. That'll give you power tonight over the hypocrite. That'll give you power tonight over the situation of your financial condition. That'll give you power tonight over your marriage situation. That'll give you power tonight over any trouble or trial you're going through tonight. There's a place beside Christ. You don't have to walk in a rut. Only by your own choosing. The preacher said to you last Sunday night, encourage yourself. The Bible said to you, save yourself. God has told us it ain't awful to repent. It's wonderful to repent. So, uh, some folks are so dumb. When they do something wrong, they want everybody to know it. They're not happy till everybody knows it. You had an ounce of sense. You go tell it to Jesus. You wouldn't be proud of your sin. Come on. I'll tell you something tonight. Just cause you sin. And I don't believe you ought to go out tonight and smoke or drink or cuss. So you can come in tomorrow night and repent either. Something's wrong with that kind of a life. What I've already preached tonight affects you. Weakens your faith. Troubles your spirit. But you can come in. You see, some folk thinks it's a sin to drink a beer. But I believe tonight for myself, it's a sin to doubt God. I believe tonight it's a sin for me to doubt his word. What are you going to repent of, Brother Elder? Lord, I'm just weak. Lord, I'm just a man. I'm flesh. Forgive me for not continuing on in the faith, believing, Lord, that with you nothing's impossible. Hallelujah, hallelujah, build up my faith. What are you doing? I'm talking in tongues. What are you doing? I'm building up myself in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? I'm climbing up Mount Zion. What are you doing? I'm going up there to a host of angels. What are you doing? I'm climbing up above men. I'm climbing up a corner thinking. I'm climbing up above your reasoning. I'm climbing up above the wisdom of men. I'm trying to get higher and higher. I want to get up there where I can fly like an eagle, where my face soars in Christ. I don't have to walk around in that hog pen and run in fear and always doubting and always wondering. No! 
I'm not like Moses. I've been into a general assembly. You don't have to stay there tonight. You could come down here tonight and get the old count settled. Where you at, Brother Elder? I underlined it tonight. I'm in the General Assembly. Somebody said, you mean you must be with Brother Cornwell's church? You must be with Brother Beckton's church? You must be with Brother Massey's church. You must be where Junction City's church is. Honey, you haven't yet caught on where the General Assembly's at. I tell you who I'm with now. Now I'm with Moses. Now I'm with David. Hallelujah, I'm with the Apostle Peter. Now I'm with the Apostle Paul. Now I'm with Jesus Christ. Now I'm walking where angels fear to tread. Oh, why don't you get up there, children? Get out of the trash. Get in the general assembly. And this is not the second church. And this is not the third church. And this is not another church. But this is a general assembly of the firstborn. Hallelujah. I know where I'm at tonight. Come on. What am I going to pray for? That my faith fail me not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For them that walk in the Spirit are the sons of God. Them that walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Elder, how tonight can you have so much peace in the midst of the storm? Because, my children, when the storm rages, I run before the master and sit before his feet, and I entreat him, I worship him, I praise his holy name, I lift him up, I remind him he is God. I remind him that he's my God. I remind him there is no God like my God. I remind him he won't let my hair fall but what he knows about it. I remind him he would keep my feet in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I remind him that I I don't want to serve nothing else. That he is all that I love. 
all that I intend to serve uh, and him only uh, is what I want to walk with uh, I entreat him I climb into his spirit uh, until he's all around me uh, until he's talking to me uh, until he's building up the faith of God Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light. Of his glory and you see turn your eyes on Jesus and look up to his And the things of the world are going strangely. You know, without me begging you tonight, and if you believe God talked to you tonight, why don't you come and make the old account settle tonight? Turn. Your eyes. I'm not even going to beg you to come. If you don't want to come, I'll preach to you under the Holy Ghost tonight. 